0: Inside sources. Inside sources. Inside sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you on a Monday. I am Boyd Matheson, and of course, we're uh, rapidly approaching. President Joe Biden's first 100-day mark. He'll be speaking to a joint session of Congress on Wednesday and helping us break down those first 100 days. Kind of promises made, promises kept, promises broken, promises in progress is our good friend from Washington, D.C. and ABC, Andy Field. Andy, good to catch up. Good to catch up with you again. I, hopefully we'll see each other in person again one of these days. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. We're going to do that. Well, as you look yeah. at the, uh, the first 100 days of the Biden administration, uh, what jumps out to you uh, from a news perspective in terms of what's been done and uh, where are some of the struggle points?
1: Well, there were certain things that were almost, you know, they, they don't. They didn't seem like it at the time, but you look at it in the, in, in the rearview mirror, and they were pretty easy layups in terms of promises. He said he was going to get a COVID relief package through to Americans. He did that. He did it with just Democrats, but he did it, and that certainly made it easier for him to do that. And that was a giant COVID relief package that a lot of people are benefiting now. In fact, many people listening right now, we received those $1,400 checks. Which- with a full I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. Are you there? <laughs> no, I don't know who that interloper was. Anyway, so uh, we'll get the interlopers uh, you know, out. The 400 don't The four hundred dollar checks, the uh, additional extended unemployment, all of that stuff was a giant promise kept. Yeah. Yeah. He also promised that he'd, he'd get two hundred uh, million vaccines into people's arms. A hundred million, he doubled that. Yeah, uh, there were a bunch of things he promised. There were some things that. He promised that he just couldn't keep the promise. Uh, For example, he said that he was going to get the majority of kids back in school uh, by the end of this month. Uh, Probably less than half of the kids are back in school now, and even in some schools, maybe only a third. But again, the president doesn't have a whole lot of control over that. That is something. That's controlled at the local level. His control was making sure teachers could get those vaccinations early.
0: Yeah, looking at some of the uh, numbers coming out of a recent uh, ABC News poll, uh, his uh, approval rating is hovering about fifty-two percent, uh, according to the poll in those first one hundred days. And of course, that's always something to compare and contrast. Uh, it is uh, it's a it's a lower number than most, uh, other than Gerald Ford, uh, Richard Nixon, and Donald Trump were were lower. Uh, interesting too that the uh, 14 previous presidents from Truman to Biden, their 100-day average is about 66 percent. So he's kind of in the, the middle range there in terms of uh, popularity. Uh, but how do you see that in terms of just overall approval? And what will that? how will that impact his agenda uh, that he's likely to make kind of a double down on uh, in his speech on Wednesday? Uh,
1: but it's a good question. The uh, in terms of impact in Congress, it's all a matter of headcount. If you have the votes in the Senate, you can pass something. If you don't, you don't. Uh, he has the votes in the Senate barely when it came to reconciliation, where you only needed right. 51 votes. But when it comes to everything else, which is filibuster uh, proof for the president, uh that's almost impossible for him because he needs ten Republicans to convince them. Yeah, uh, to get things passed. So that's going to be a real challenge for him. And it really doesn't matter what his popularity is. Uh, if he can't get those votes, it's not. He's not going to get things passed. Uh, in terms of popularity, that fifty-two percent, uh, and you're comparing them to Truman and, and others. We didn't have quite the polarization <laughs> that we had. Coming into this election here, where, where <laughs> the way to communicate you
0: know, it that fast, it would
1: take a hundred days to get the message out, right? <laughs> right. And so, you know, he he came into basically he was underwater. Yeah. You know, he he was, he was raising his right hand, holding the Bible, <laughs> and he was twenty feet underwater when he got into office. So that was that's that's a tough challenge for anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's managed to kind of claw his way up, and fifty-two percent, I would think. Is a pretty good rating when you when you see that seventy four million or seventy three and a half million people voted for Donald Trump, uh, and which was six or seven fewer million than than Joe Biden. So yeah.
0: there's a giant chunk of this country that still doesn't think he should be president. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Again, just looking at these ABC numbers, uh, talking about the the size and scope of the the federal government. It's interesting uh, those you know wanting a little more government involvement is is up about 7% from the fall. And again, a lot of that pandemic related. Uh, but yet overall, uh, 53% of Americans are concerned that he will do that President Biden will do too much to increase the size and role of the government. Andy, from your unique perch there is as you see this roll out, uh, it seems to me that this is going to be an interesting debate as we move out of the pandemic as to what is the, the proper size and scope of the federal government.
1: Yeah, and we're going to see that with the infrastructure bill, because Joe Biden's idea of infrastructure and the Republicans' idea are very different things. Uh, Republicans are stuck in 1955 infrastructure, which is roads, bridges, and railroads. That, to them, is infrastructure. Everything else is not necessary. Uh, Although they did mention something about broadband, and we have to expand it, because, as we've seen during the pandemic, Having access to the Internet is critical if yeah. you're stuck at home and you're learning or trying to work. If you live in a rural area and there's plenty of them in Utah uh, and you don't have access to broadband, you're kind of out of luck. Uh, he, Joe Biden, thinks that that is a big part of the infrastructure. He wants to expand that. He wants to expand fixing pipelines in schools so there's no lead-based pipelines in schools like, uh, or, or in areas like Flint, Michigan, where the whole water supply was polluted. The, and these are major differences. And I'm not sure he's going to be able to convince enough Republicans to get on his side to get these things passed.
0: Yeah, and uh, and, and I'm glad you you raised that, uh, Andy, because as you look at the, the numbers, uh, it is about counting noses, uh, particularly in the Senate uh, and in the House. Uh, there's a margin there for the Democrats, uh, but not huge. Uh, we know that the uh, census uh, coming out population, uh, a lot of that population is uh, shifting to places like Texas and Florida and uh, right where, where we're sitting here in the state of Utah.
1: Yeah, Utah had the biggest uh, population shift of all the uh, states. I have the numbers there. I think it was 18 percent. Uh, Utah, fastest growing state, 18.4 percent. Uh, the population in Utah grew to 3.3 3 million, the largest fastest growing state in the country in the last 10 years most of that population shift has moved to the south and the west Mm -hmm. the northeast lost more than four percent of its population the midwest lost more than three percent of its population
0: wow fascinating stuff andy shields always appreciate your perspective from abc and uh, we will have you back again real soon and hopefully we'll see you in dc before too long
1: uh, well, it'll you, uh, be the first time I'm in D.C., too. I've been working out of my house for the
0: last year. <laughs> uh, Andy Field from ABC. Again, thanks for joining us today, Andy. Thanks. All right, take, take care. care. All right, we'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the shortcut and that there is no shortcut. We've got to figure out a better way to get things done. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.
1: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.